Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to BYT Radio. My name is Brandon Weatherby. BYT Radio stands for Brightest Young Things Radio. Brightest Young Things is an arts and culture website based out of Washington, D.C., with a presence in New York and Chicago. We're here every Thursday at noon at Full Service Radio in the beautiful Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan. Uh, Jack, who runs the station, hello, Jack. How are you? I am great. How are you? Moderate to okay. Jack, what year were you born? 86. 86, which means you were four years old. When Beverly Hills 90210 premiered. Jack, do you remember anything about the first season? I don't. Beverly Hills 90210. That's why we're here today. It's our second week in a row where we're talking about nostalgia based in numbers from the 90s. Last week was about Blink-182's 1999 album, Enema of the State. This week, it's Beverly Hills 90210, a show that originally ran from 1990 to 2000 and then came back sort of as a sequel, a spiritual sequel, an actual sequel in the late teens. Sorry, I apologize. The late aughts into the early teens and is back in August of 2019, as Kamala Harris says, the year of our Lord. Jack, did you watch last night's debate? No, I didn't. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks for contributing to the show. Jack, I really like your Atlanta Hawks hat. Jack, are you wearing that hat because you're an Atlanta Hawks fan or because the logo is very good? It's got a good logo, good hat. Who's your favorite Atlanta Hawk of all time? Of all time? It's pretty... There's only two acceptable answers. What if I go with... There's two. Dikembe Mutombo. I don't... Yeah, but I don't think a Dikembe is a Hawk. I think of him as a a, a a nugget. nugget. A nugget, right? Same page. Okay, so Dominique Wilkins, obviously. Yeah, okay. I'd go Spud Webb because he's so short. Oh, that's good. He's so short and fun. Yeah. Speaking of short and fun, our guest this week is Jen Tisdale. Jen, how are you? (laughs) I am five foot six, medium height, doing great. Also... Can I, did, when you talked about Tom DeLonge, did you bring up this alien thing? Well, that's the thing. Tom DeLonge is no longer in Blink-182. Right. I'm so, sorry, Blink-182 slash, did you talk about Tom DeLonge and We did, alien actually, album? because okay. it, at the show that Chris Kelly reviewed for the Washington Post, which we uh, discussed, they have like inflatable aliens blown up for the Aliens Exist song. Those are real aliens. And that's kind of the problem with that, because the guy that's singing it is now Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, who's now playing the role of Tom DeLonge, because Tom DeLonge literally believes aliens exist, mm-hmm. so... I know that you're joking when you say those are real aliens. He, you know what I mean? There's but I'm some, not joking. We're blurring the lines here. What I'm saying is he's definitely going to raid Area 51. Uh, he should do a, have a band, a spinoff, Blink Area 51. Uh, come on. I can't. That's not, that's like Arsenio level, Arsenio year, like second run level of quality joke here. Thank you. Thank you. Which brings us to the... The topic at hand. To Beverly Hills. No, no, Beverly no. Hills. No, no. Every uh, start of the month at MartyShuckingThings.com, we publish our year best month feature this month is August. And Jen, you wrote about two things. I wrote about three things. You wrote about two things that are old slash new. One of which is designing women coming to Hulu. Uh, th- this is not a reboot. They're just, they, they finally have the rights for designing women. And then the other one is 90210. Essentially part three. Is that correct? Yes, this is actually, but this is a very strange iteration of the show, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, because what they've decided to do is all of the original cast, obviously minus, R.I.P. Luke Perry. Um, Really quick aside, Jack, do you know who Luke Perry is? Yeah. Do you like Luke Perry? Yeah. Could you think of one bad thing you've ever heard about Luke Perry? 
Actually, no. That's right. He's one of the very few teen shows. He wasn't a teen on the show, but I mean, he was playing a teen. Whatever. Literally nobody was a teen on the show. Actually, I thought, I thought Tori Spelling I think, was. I think Brenda and Brenda Walsh slash Shannon Doherty, and I think but Gabriel Carteris, who plays Andrea she was Zuckerman, like 40. she was twenty nine. Yeah. when they started. Anyways, Luke Perry, no scandals. Seemingly, everybody likes him. He hosted SNL and had a really good sense of humor about himself. He essentially played a dumb version of himself on The Simpsons in a crusty thon episode. His son, no joke, professional wrestler. Really, oh, and he's a big supporter that. of his son. Well, I. R.I.P. Luke Perry. No, like I'm not trying to make a fun of Luke Perry here. That is my one problem with the 90210. Uh, I, not reboot. Let's get back to Jen. It's kind of a reboot. Because, well, what is this? Thing? Okay. He, well, here's what they're doing. So the premise of this new version is that it's the original cast, and but they're playing themselves. So Shannon Doherty is playing Shannon Doherty, and they have reconvened at some sort of like fan fake fan convention in Las Vegas, which is a terrible. Why, why not Beverly Hills? I guess Las Vegas. This actually makes perfect sense because I don't know if you, Jen and I get very similar emails. Did you get the emails for NostalgiaCon, which is a brand new convention coming think, up? No, that just sounds like I my that just Vegas. sounds like my everyday life. Yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so they meet at this convention and then they decide together to to bring the show back, and then old rivalries, I guess, about filming the show. So the drama that's going to happen in this new version is drama that must have really happened while filming the show. And all I care about is Shannon Doherty, who, of course, was fired after the third season. Okay, but she, I, th- I thought she, like, willingly left. I don't think so. She also was fired after the third season of Charmed. So I'm very fascinated by her inability to go into a fourth season for anything. So this is like a meta... This reminds me of Lisa Kudrow's The Comeback, except... Lisa Kudrow is playing a character, and these people are sort of playing themselves. They are playing themselves, which I honestly has to be very difficult. Okay, so is this nostalgia? Because to me, this is this weird other. This isn't. Yeah, we're not rehashing old storylines, but we are rehashing old tabloid storylines. Is that what's going on? I don't on? know if the rivalries of which they speak, and like all the articles I've read, are legit rivalries that happen. Like, are we going to find out who was sleeping together? That's also what I care about. Okay, so. Everyone's playing their actual age. Yes, which is thrilling. And, and in the sh- I, I saw something that I read that said it's the 30th anniversary, so I think they're pretending that... It's, so they're going to have to bump it up 10 years because it's only 20 years. Well, here's the thing. It's been 10 years since the reboot of 90210. Not Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. 90210. Yes. So that actually could make sense. And if you go to Shannon Doherty's IMDb page, she's listed in 90210 as well. Yeah, because a couple of the original cast came back for this weird new, like, I call it like the next generation. Exactly. That was Saved by the Bell... Part do Yeah, part do When Screech was like assistant to belting. Exactly. Okay. Why do you care about this? Why should anyone care about this? Well, honestly, this was my earliest recollection of what launched all of these, in, like, I'm going to say the word incredible, the teen drama shows. Beverly Hills 90210 at the time was very pivotal. I mean, I, I was 10, but I was still like in love with men on the show and they were men make no mistake about it and then of course you know melrose place followed and then yada 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 you know like you know fast forward to like gossip girl and all of these shows and and to the best of my recollection this was the first show that launched all of these wild teen dramas because aaron spelling is like a because before this it was like i think the aaron spelling show that broke sarah jessica parker the teen shows were like that. Yes, they were more. They weren't as scandalous. This no. was this was essentially like a like Dallas. Yes, which for, most for people teens. don't know. Dallas Dynasty, all the D's. Yeah, for teens. Th- exactly. So, 
you're excited. But this is weird because like, who is this for? Is this this is for us, right? This is for like at yes. the time kids that are now adults. It's definitely for us, and I I can't make heads or tails of any of the promo because I honestly didn't know what the show was about until I read a description online, and then I was like. I literally thought that they were just coming back as their characters, and then I was like a little disappointed. Obviously, you're a little disappointed that they're not going back to the Peach Pit. I, I, but 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 all the promos include the Peach Pit, so this is what's freaking me out because I'm like, we can't avoid this, we can't have this fictitious place unless what happens on the show is they do reboot the show within the show, which begs the question: Why not just reboot the show? Like, what is this, happening? This makes me legit want to watch the show. And before reading your piece, I had no interest because I do think that. I am on the same page as John Hodgman, where I think nostalgia is a crutch and usually horrible. I understand it. Like, you understand nostalgia, or you understand? I, I understand. Some, that okay, because this occurred to me recently when I was watching the entire season of True Blood once again, all seven seasons. I have run through that entire show many times, if you can believe it. And I thought to myself, this is really a time waster. You are missing out on new things by constantly on, going back on. to old when things. When you're watching these shows, are you watching them as background television? Or are you watching them? Like, I, are you doing chores? Or you're like, I am watching this. I am watching it. Really? But, but there's something inside of me that has that ability. A lot of people can't do that. I can also reread books. I sound like I'm talking about my X-Men superpowers. These are not superpowers. <laughs> Guess what I can do, you guys? But like, some people don't have that in them. But for some reason, I have the ability to go back to the same well and, and, and still be like delighted by it as if it's the first time. Jack, have you ever rewatched something that you loved when you were, say, 15? I'm actually doing that right now. What are you doing? Rewatching The Sopranos. Rewatching The Sopranos. So now, Jen, you're making a face. Why are you making that face? I just never, I never understood that show. And that's like, I find that to be an, an odd nostalgia choice. Well, it's not, maybe that's wrong because I don't remember it very well. It came out around that time in my life. I don't remember like, I probably watched some episodes, but everyone said it's the best show in TV here's, history, so I'm giving it a shot. I agree with here's Jack. Here's what it is. I remember. Well, uh, it's, the, it's the best show in TV history, but it's not my favorite. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, that makes like, sense. Like, the Beatles are the best band in history, but they're not my favorite. Got it, they're yeah. Terrible. They're terrible. I mean, I'm only two episodes in on this re- rewatch, if you will. So, I, can, I, I can tell you that my friend Juliet was a post-production person on uh, The Sopranos, and she would tell us wild stories of having to edit out all of James Gandolfini's breathing because he was such a heavy breather. <laughs> they did not do a great that's job of that. That's really funny. Well, they tried their hardest to edit out all of Have you movies. ever seen the Gandolfini Julia Louis Dreyfus? I film? love it. It's a great film. I love that movie. What and uh, he's in the, in in the loop. I think he's he died great. right after that movie. I think, I think he that died was like the last thing he did. I think he died post production pre release with pasta something. in his mouth. Oh come on! I can't. I think that actually happened. By the way, uh, do you want to know the name of Luke Perry's son in wrestling? Is it Dylan McKay? No, it's Jungle Boy. That's not very original. He looks. Amazing, Jack. Do me a favor. Pull up uh, Jungle Boy. How old is he? So I can. He's twenty-two. Okay, so it's okay for me to look at him with sassy eyes. Uh, do you know? I, don't, I should have checked this before. Do you know what night of the week nine hundred two one zero is going to be on? August seventh. So that is Wednesday, I believe. Perfect. Do you know what's premiering this Wednesday on TNT? Some sort of wrestling. AEW wrestling. Jungle Boy is part of AEW. Technically, what do you want from this? I, I mean, just I describe him. Jungle Boy for Jen. Um. This is his music, I guess. Um, I don't know. He's a pretty, pretty white boy. Is he a young Luke Perry? He looks like a young Luke. He Perry, looks like a. Young but Luke please Perry. describe his hair. Oh, it's like. Um, it's, does he have mutton chops? Kind of. He's got. No, no, no. I think you're looking at. Um, I think you're looking at. Uh, not the Lucha Bros. I apologize. To he has long the young bucks. hair. He's got like Jufro hair, but like long and luxurious. I'm just yeah. gonna Google him. He is super attractive. To me, well, Luke Perry was very attractive. Yeah, even I Even though he had deep deep forehead lines at the age of quote-unquote 16. Now, did you get... I didn't get into the CW hit 
about the Archie Comics I, show people Riverdale. Keep, people keep saying to me, you would like Riverdale, and that is well, the Luke Perry best was way on to... It. That's why I'm he asking. He played Archie's dad? No, uh, no he played Jughead's, Jughead's dad. Okay, right. And, and every time someone says you'll like a thing, that's a surefire way to get me not to watch it. So just let me discover these things on my own. Jack, do you have that too? Because I know yeah. a lot of people like that. What is something that you knew... Everyone told you you were going to love oh, it. Oh, he does have flowing hair. Thank you. Yeah. Oh and then, my God. And then once you actually watched it, you were like, yeah, I should have watched this five years ago, ten years ago. I should have listened to this. They were right. I shouldn't have pushed back so much. I Jen, feel like I that. don't give in. I you mean, don't give in. Everyone's okay. told me this to watch The Wire. The wire. Hold on. You haven't that. watched The Wire. I've never watched The Wire. You've never watched The Wire. Here's one thing that I eventually gave in, and they were right. And, and I'm, I'm listening. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. I was like... I'm sure I don't like musicals very much, but then I, I like but them. then because I also have borderline personality disorder, cool brag. I was like, oh shit, this is me. Yeah, through and through. Okay, I get that one, but the, Jack, there's not one that you're like one besides the uh, wire. Apparently, it's The Sopranos for Jack. <laughs> well, it is interesting. The jury's still out on that. It one. It is interesting that you're rewatching The Sopranos, and usually when people say, oh, The Sopranos isn't the best, The Wire is the best. The fact that you haven't done the other one is very interesting. But I don't to me. remember much about The Sopranos. I was no, 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 I get I mean? that. I get that. I get that. Isn't the Venn diagram of people who watch The Wire and people who watch The Sopranos just a circle? That's what I would assume. I feel yeah. very strongly that everyone has watched both of those. Here's shows. here's the issue with uh, what you're saying. Uh, who is the family? Who's the protagonists of, of the Sopranos? Meadow. <laughs> no, it's, no the, it's, it's the family, the Sopranos. Oh, I see. They're a proud Italian American family. Who are the Who are the protagonists in the hit show The Wire? I couldn't tell the you. The city of Baltimore. The city of Baltimore. <laughs> it's like Rat- a Woody Allen film, but the, Baltimore. The rat-infested rodent. I don't know if you know this. I'm Italian, and a lot of Italians like to think that they are Tony Soprano. And in my view, that's not good. So a lot of the, so while you do think it's just a circle, you're wrong. Okay. There's a lot of races that only like the Sopranos. What I like about you is that you think you're both Mario brothers, and that's what I've always liked about you it's in terms of like Italian heroes: Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario, the Mario brothers. Do you know who starred as Mario in the television show The Mario Brothers? Uh, the wrestler. The wrestler. What's that's right. Face? Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Sorry, I we did it. We did it. Lou Ferrigno. What is it? Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, he was in the, the Cindy Lauper video That's guy. Right. Didn't he used to tie rubber bands on something? Yep. His beard. Space. I thought we were going to talk about the hit film starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, the uh, Super God. Mario Brothers film. Which I, when was, was the last time you tried to rewatch that? Uh, when ha- when I re-listened to the episode of How Did This Get Made about it, it's thrilling. It's, it is one of the most. I kind of want to do something like an exploration of that. Not a How Did This Get Made, but just. What was what happened? Well, just the, the the source material was used very lightly in this film, and I know what I, was the source. A video game, a beautiful video game about two plumbers who never plumb. <laughs> they, they live in the sewers. They love gold coins, though. I'll tell you. They live a, in the sewers. About those, they're capitalists. Is that another? They're capitalists. Um, is that another Italian thing? Loving gold. We coins? We love gold coins. Okay, you crazy. Look Cat- at our necklaces. You Catholics are crazy with your gold. Um, okay. So Beverly Hills 90210. I think we're all caught. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it with loving eyes. The, the reason I wanted to talk about 90210 for this month is because is this nostalgia? Is nostalgia stunting your growth? Is nostalgia stunting this country's growth? Is nostalgia the last thing we have because there is no more monoculture? The Woodstock 50 got canceled yes, yesterday. That was hysterical. <laughs> I am very grateful that Woodstock 50 got canceled. Kill it all. Do you think that Noel Gallagher personally had it canceled? Because he had a show at Merriweather during Woodstock 50 when it was supposed to happen. Yeah, do you know who he was hoping for? 
Uh, Liam. The Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Liam Gallagher. They're opening for the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Liam is... Speaking I think of nostalgia. Liam is... Oh, this is not a joke. Liam is opening for The Who this summer, and Noel's opening for The Smashing Pumpkins this God, summer. They should fight. They have. They, we should, which Gallagher brother is your favorite? Um, the one that smashes the watermelons, or <laughs> everyone in Oasis? <laughs> What's your... Was that a meme? Is that not a meme yet? It has just to Just Wonderwall with Gallagher videos underneath? Yeah, just Wonderwall. It's like slowly smashing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, let's do it now. Jack, could you make that during the show? Yeah, Jack. <laughs> no. But come on. Yeah, Jack. Come on. Anyway, I, I need to close out of Luke Perry's son because I'm starting to feel uncomfortable with how attracted I am. Jungle Boy, baby. A-dub. I would love for him to be Jungle Man. Just the boy is making me uncomfortable. But he has boyish good looks. Maybe yeah. he'll graduate into Jungle Man. Someday. Maybe when he hits 35. Maybe when that baby fat goes Jungle away. boy to man. Yeah. Down on bended knee. In that photo, he is. Hell yeah. He's beautiful. He is beautiful. I'm gross. You're I'm, not gross. I'm 39. Who's the most attractive member of the, this iteration of Beverly Hills 90210? Who I, has aged I, the I, best? Ian Ziering. Ian Ziering has aged well. Something fun to talk about. Because you, you said to me downstairs, and I said, I'm excited that your name is Brandon. Yes. And, and we're going to talk about Beverly Hills yes. 90210. Although apparently we won't get to hear those names at all. Very much in the show um, is Jason Priestley. You said you were excited that he had a very good life. Yeah, I like him. He's a very like. This is a Ian Ziering to me, not a likable guy. Well, wait, didn't you on the see show? Shark? On the show? Oh, on the show? Oh, Steve Sanders. Uh, and that's his did, premise. Did, but he did a full one. He's AC Slater, but real. Yes. You know what I mean? But here's what's also great about Beverly Hills 92. Now everyone got a rich background. They did. For example, Steve Sanders, Ian Ziering. He was adopted. He's adopted on the show. So there you are. For all you adopted heads out there, all my fans of adoption, you got yourself an adopted guy. You got your guy dad heads. You got your like, adopted heads. Yeah, you like, got your Steve heads. To like feel for. You okay. know, we had like recovering drug addicts. Which was, wasn't Ke- that all Kelly's, of them? At one point, yes. Mostly Brian Austin Green, who I affectionately call Bag. Bag. So Brian Ke- Austin Green started as a likable character. No, he started off quite annoying. David Silver, who was not in the... No. Ri- yes, no. And then he started rapping, and then he got real unlikable. Here's the crazy thing about, about Brian Austin Green. Again, he was a year younger than all of them, but they had to do this like like legwork to get him to like graduate with his friends. Like He literally, on the show, studied extra hard just so he could graduate with his friends. That's deeply- But he also watched his friend accidentally kill himself. Yes, that was, the, that was the big deal, too. Like, Scott... Oh, Jack, did you know that? In both The Wire and Beverly Hills 90210, Uh-oh. one of these side characters accidentally kills themselves with their father's gun here comes, here comes a big think piece about the many ways in which the wire and beverly hills 90210 oh, intersect God. do you think that's true jack do you think that's true no do you think part of it's true does anyone on the wire wear a yeah, cowboy hat that the shows intersect or that two, two, the both characters accidentally kill one themselves? at least one guy killed oh himself. i think it's partially true yeah, yeah that but that i'm happens. gonna get beverly I'm hills to, that i'm happened. trying to think back about the time when people were so afraid that the children accidentally killed themselves and i didn't think that 1990 was the time when we were still thinking about that that felt like an 80s thing to me like if i saw a face on a milk carton Ooh, I'd be like, good question because i think that was like the first season that was like literally like i guess they didn't so like, that could be 1990 they had to kill scott off but scott had to kill himself off. that's the, the worst part scott had to scott himself scott didn't even get to get murdered he did it himself what a dummy so anyway that's how the show's going to be different in 2019 somebody <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm really interested in is how they're going to approach the Luke Perry situation. I don't understand. Maybe they go to his funeral. Oh, Jesus. Maybe the <gasps> show starts with him as like, well, where's Luke? That means Luke? Jungle Boy will be there. Okay. Where's Luke? He's at, he's doing Riverdale. He's in Riverdale. He's successful, unlike all of us. Actually, clap, clap. Something, the clap. Something very interesting. My favorite, like, where are they now situation. Gabriel Carteris has been the president of SAG. 
for many years. And right now, Matthew Modine is running against her. And I went to Matthew Modine's Instagram recently, and he is like campaigning for SAG president. And I'm like, I had no idea. This is great. Isn't it so interesting? I love Matthew Modine. But like, he's running against Gabriel Carteris. And I'm like, don't you dare unseat Andrea Zuckerman. This is one of the few shows where I think I'm more interested in the backstory than this than the presentation i am still interested in the presentation so maybe within the show we're going to watch a yes. debate between matthew modine and andrea zuckerman for zag after president this is one of the few times where i might want to get the dvd to see the behind the scenes making of like how did this happen how did this get made <laughs> i don't know so why are you interested or happy or excited in any way about designing women coming to hulu Wow. Well, it's a, it's a it's a show that I once again used to watch with my grandmother. Okay. It's, so this is like nostalgia. This is I mean, it, childhood it, reasons. There was like a certain kind of writing, snappy sassy writing that happened on these like weird shows like like Golden Girls as I mentioned and everything. Oh, sure, Designing of women like Empty Nest which was the Golden Girls spin-off. Like of there was this snappy sassy writing that you just don't really have anymore. I, I sound like a boomer. I, I gotta disagree I sound a little like bit. A boomer. You do sound like a boomer. You're not wrong, but a lot of that writing went to like Gilmore Girls. Sure, but that was too sassy. <laughs> like there's, oh, a, okay. there's like I, like at times I wanted to be like slow down, Laura. What about Gracie and Frankie? Isn't that Grace and Frankie? Yes, scratching that itch right now. A little bit, but I also think that Netflix does have a style that for some reason like these shows that were beholden to commercial breaks uh-huh. and on oh I see on network television and that again there is something to be said about having to wait for something. I sound like a boomer again, but. No, you that's know, not a boomer idea. Like, I have to be honest with you. When I binged all of Queer Eye in one day, mm-hmm. I felt sad that I did that to myself. And yeah. I also have a very addictive personality, so Netflix is a nightmare for me. Jack, have you watched the new, any of Queer Eye? No. Has anybody told you to watch that? Uh-huh. Hey, will you watch that? Probably not. You should. I don't watch that much TV, man. We've been through this. You know? Oh, I'm one of those. I don't even own a TV. You know, no, I do. I, I watch stop, basketball, stop, stop, stop. and it takes all my screen time. Which is what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Do you watch NBA Classics? Yeah, sometimes. That's the thing I don't... I love sports. Yeah, that's yeah. weird to rewatch a game. I can't... I, I've rewatched like... I haven't willingly rewatched anything not counting like MLB films, NBA films, NFL films. When they like repackage an entire series into like a 90-minute narrative, I'll do that all day long. Those are amazing. That is... The production values on that may be second to none. Without the narrative, it's kind of hard. Exactly. So you're watching like... Not often. Game five, Knicks Bulls ninety five. Yeah, like, sometimes on the no, leave it on in the it, background. Is it because like it's just such it's stunning athleticism that you revisit? Well, that? The, the reason why they play certain games is just like look at this unfold. So it's just yeah. like this narrative is crazy, but it's nostalgia too. It's totally nostalgia. We finally. It's like found remember it. when Shaq was this size? Like that's. It can even be fun seeing people in the crowd be like, wow, that's look at true. how funny they were. Oh, yeah, because remember the, the baseball card to bring it back to something I'm interested in, not baseball, excuse me, the basketball card where we discovered yes. that the Menendez brothers Perfect were. Perfect transition. Continue. Yeah, what am good. I on right now? I'm on a segue. Please continue. I will. I cannot remember who it was Mark or what Jackson. team it was. Thank you. But it was discovered that in the background of this photo on this basketball card are the Menendez brothers. Mm-hmm. And um, I it was been discovered, tr- what, like six months ago? Yeah. yeah. It was like early 2019. Yeah. And I have been trying to like get a copy of that card ever since. I definitely which I think want that it. you could for a minute, and then eBay like wouldn't oh. allow sales. Is that correct, Jack? Something to that. That I never heard. I feel like we've talked about this on the show before. Really? As in like because it's like because they're convicted murderers. Yeah, like eBay won't sell certain paraphernalia. I've, I found out once. Okay, this is maybe I shouldn't share this information. Probably my, not. No, no, it's okay. All right. My a relative of mine had, was in World War II and brought back a Nazi helmet. Sure. 
you know, he was a good guy. He killed a bad guy and brought the helmet back for reasons. And yeah, I was like, good reasons. I was like, I'm gonna get, I was like, I'm gonna get rid of this and sell it on eBay. And then I quickly got a, hey, uh, we don't. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. We don't I mean, sell this. I get that they wouldn't let me do it. And I was like, I, I, oh. they shouldn't. But I understand your motive as well. Like, I don't want this that Nazi felt, that, helmet around. Yeah, that felt more like a memorabilia thing. Like, so did your grandfather did that? Uh, I think a great uncle. Cool. So, it's cool to feel that you were on the right side of history in that one. Yeah, Google? I mean, I used to put it on and walk around the house when I was little. So That's not. Good. We're all doing great. I didn't. Google know. would suggest you can get this Mark Jackson card like really cheap. Good. 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 So. good. Well, Jack, you're over there. Why don't you get it for me? <laughs> um, so yeah. So <laughs> segue. That's fair, actually. Um, okay. Segue. The, you wrote about a third thing. Did. In your best month, which is available on BradyShunkThings.com, what is the third thing that you wrote about? It is a show on, premiering on Oxygen called Manson, the Women, mm-hmm. and it features four of the Manson women, I could, uh, two off the top of my head, Diane Lake, who wrote that book about the, she was the youngest member of the Manson family, and uh, Lynette Squeaky Fromm, who is everybody's favorite, because on top of being a Manson girl, she took it like 14 steps further and tried to assassinate Gerald Ford. A couple years later, she is true crime times two. So, I understand why you're interested in this. Yes. I think I understand why the culture is interested in this. It's the 50th anniversary. It's 50th anniversary. August but, 9th. But, but, so what? I don't think people are excited because it's the 50th anniversary. I think it's because true crime right now is having a moment. It is. Why? You are the festival director of Death Becomes Us, a true crime festival that Bryce Thanks produces. Why are you thinking that this is having a moment? I know this is a weird thing to say. You're an old school. You like Nirvana when Bleach came out. Like, you know what I mean? You were Speaking you, of true crime, if, if you want to believe it, that was, uh, that was orchestrated by Courtney Love. Yeah, because Courtney has, had her shit together. She, she could ma- clearly she handle had, anything. Allegedly, she had mafia ties. Her family had ties to the mafia. You know this. You're Italian. <laughs> Don't you all just know each other? Do you want to know Courtney Love's biggest regret? That she didn't open up a Whole Foods and call it Whole Foods. Damn it, that's actually good. Wow, that's good. She had worked it on her ass. She's like, she lost her nice, normal, big woman ass, and she's like, that was her Did biggest regret. Did she get regret. implants? What, she, something. Uh, Look, it's easy to find. That cannot be her biggest regret. That's what she says. I don't, that's what she I'm says. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not doing that. Wow. Well, now I, let's make Google pictures of her butt. <laughs> well, um, it's on her autobiography. Do you want to know a weird thing? Down. Well, uh, go ahead. Our coworker, Marissa, is friends with Ross Butler, who is on, I believe Ross is on Riverdale. He's, uh, I'm sorry, he's Asian. I thought that's okay to say. There's probably not a lot of Asian actors on Riverdale, so that's Ross. Do you think Jewish is a slur too? <laughs> I do. Um, so so uh, Ross is apparently in a very weird relationship, friendship with Courtney Love. Great. Like travels the world with her. Love it. I'm very confused by what their situation is, but I hear gossip about Courtney Love via him, via my, our coworker, all the time. Great. Anyway, so uh, why is true? Why, why is true yeah. crime a thing? Well, I think that true crime's always been a thing. I just think that now Don't that disagree. we now that we have podcasts where anyone can can put their. So you think the medium. Is responsible. I, I think, the or in, partially. I, I think the internet has done to true crime what it has done to a lot of things is just makes it accessible for everyone. And instead of it just being limited to the Bible, Cain and Abel, um, or like some sort of cave wall somewhere where people still talked about true crime, you know, there's paintings of, of Julius Caesar getting stabbed 23 times. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just makes everything more accessible and makes it feel bigger than it probably is. And, it, and also, I think, like, when you provide when you give people a community or a place to have a community then it just kind of explodes because true crime is not a thing that I mean I'll walk into a bar and be like what's up I love Jeffrey Dahmer I'll take a shot but not everyone feels comfortable doing that no I don't so the the interesting thing you're the first person I've heard say the medium is the reason so you don't think it has anything to do or maybe it does 
but you're not saying it's because of who's in office. You're not saying it's... Not at all. Really? It was happening before our current president, for sure. Do you think that amplified it, though? I think it amplified a lot of crime. I think another thing that people do now is something I've talked about before, and this is going to sound a little like, uh, oh, what are you, a scientist, an evolutionary biologist? But like once upon a time, we as humans were closer to death. You buried, oh, your, yeah, you buried your own dead. People absolutely. died in front of you. It was yeah. really quite normal. And yeah. I think in an effort to be less afraid of death and the concept of death, we find these other ways to talk about it and keep it in our worlds because that's what we have to do. We have to face it in some way, shape, or form. It's an interesting take. So you think the longer we live, the more interested we'll be in stories like these? Yeah, I think that the more we remove ourselves yeah. from naturally occurring things like death and it frightens us even more, we have to find a way to make it less frightening. So do you think there's anything... This is a very loaded kind of bullshit question. Is it a Metallica reloaded kind of question? <laughs> I'm wearing a Metallica hat. She's wearing a Metallica hat. hat. They announced... Hey, did you know... Jack, they announced uh, S&M Part 2 today. Oh, wow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Play Four Leaf Clover by Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, a, sto- a song I stan. Am I using stan incorrectly? I don't know how to yeah, I'm a, sure. A I, song that really I listen, listen to, to Eminem. I love this song. I'm not in. Unironically, I love this song. I love it. This is the best way to use an orchestra's money. Also, do you know how much money this show made for that orchestra? This probably funded the coming? next twenty years. Yeah, they're playing a one night only thing in San Francisco, mm. and they're doing all the new songs. But that's they're not coming here. No, they're not coming. They're going to play it. They're going to do a live in theaters, like in movie theaters type of thing. Ugh, I hate you know that. how they occasionally have like oh. ballets and. Yeah. Operas, but now this is beautiful. It's amazing, and everyone who thinks this suck, you know what? I think you suck. The new songs, though. Yeah, Ugh. the new. Okay, take that back. Pull up the first song on the most recent Metallica record. Speaking of true crime, Metallica. What is the true crime for Metallica? Uh, because uh, Damien Eccles of the West Memphis Three, uh, the documentary that was made about them mm-hmm. by Joe Berlinger, Paradise Lost, featured Metallica, mm-hmm. the only, well, I think one of the first times, I think the first time actually that Metallica allowed their music it was to the be first time their music used was in a movie. Yeah. Yes. And one of the reasons why the West Memphis Three was so hated is because they were fans of Metallica. Yep. That's not a joke, unfortunately. S- yep. Um, this song rules. Is this still This Lars? is the brand, yeah, this is still Lars. Lars and James are the only two from 81. How is that even possible that he could still play like that? Honestly, yoga. He talks about it a lot on his Beats One show. I don't like that. You don't like this, Jack? You're shaking your head like this is stupid. No, I was shaking my head at the Beats One show. Yeah, I shook you my head. You don't like it. Lars as an interview is very funny. You guys like to you guys rock. I too. find them so kind of unlikable. I think they're more likable than ever. They do a lot of charitable stuff. Um, almost all of their songs are anti-war. James almost. Hetfield was in Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, the Ted Bundy Zac Efron film. Almost all of their everything other than the Napster thing has been good. Oh my god, I forgot about That's Napster. Speaking that song of, rules. Speaking man. of nostalgia, Napster. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah, it was ninety. That was back when we were all too, adding right? stir to things. Friendster, Napster, <laughs> just stir. Was what was happening. That's a really good observation I've never heard before. Thanks. This is what I came here for. It's 90210 and observations. Yeah, and that's not the worst reason to go anywhere. True story. So, back to true crime. I'd like to apologize for the listener that hears that I've been hearing rustling for the last half hour. I'm icing my elbow. I think right. I have tennis elbow. He has a tennis whatever. elbow. I, but I actually don't know what that is. I just assume it. Could, Jack, could you look up tennis elbow and then add Metallica and see what comes up? Jesus. Well, I'm sure they all, I'm sure they have everything. Metallica's Lars Ulrich. I don't know how long it can last in terms of 
dot 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 and then he mentions tennis elbow why do, you Hell think, yeah. why do you think it's okay to call something tennis elbow if it's not a tennis injury like for example okay, i have runner's knee and you know it's what, because i ran do you know so. what tommy john surgery is tommy john surgery yeah. no it sounds like a line of clothing it's I get named after a somewhere. major league pitcher <laughs> named tommy john is the first person that had it done to him unless you're tommy john why is it tommy john surgery unless you're lou gehrig why did you die of lou gehrig disease things are just named what they're named that's wild isn't it also called ALS? Isn't Lou Gehrig also ALS? All right, come on. Don't. Glenn, you're just trying Stop to, poking holes. Just trying to fact check here. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you're excited about for this edition of Death Becomes Us, the third iteration, similar to 90210, the yes. third iteration of 90210? I'm excited that I am bringing back a version of Last Podcast on the Left, which is my favorite, 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 favorite true crime podcast and just maybe favorite podcast in general. Do you know what the subject is for this edition? Here's the deal. So... For anyone who listens or doesn't listen, Last Podcast on the Left is hosted by three jolly men. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> three Santa-like men. Three Santa-like men. Uh, and they, so now, like as fillers between their um, weekly episodes, Henry and Ben uh, do something called side stories. And that's basically like like uh, topical, uh, like news events that are happening. So this is a live version of side stories. So Marcus... Well, Marcus Parks, who does all the research, will not be coming because actually he's getting married that weekend. Oh, that's wonderful. So he's, but so the boys have chosen to go to the wedding a little bit late because, I don't know, God bless them. Because money, baby. That's it. That's it. That's nostalgic money. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be, what day is that show? That is Friday, November 8th. It's the opening show. And all of these are available. Are all shows available right now for Uh, sale? Everything that I've announced so far is on deathbecomesus.com. Unfortunately, all access passes are sold out. Yes, but that that doesn't mean anything. Individual tickets are on sale for every show. Deathbecomesus.com. You can find out more about that. Uh, Jen, will you be at the Spy Museum? Next Not week, this a week Friday, from a week from tomorrow. I will be. I'll Friday, be, I will be, August 9th. I will be um, trying to figure out if I've been infiltrated by AI in any way or something, something, something. The Steven Spielberg film that he took over from Stanley Cooper, yes. which I think was also released in a roughly 1999, also featuring the band Ministry and Haley Joel Osment in the same music video. Did you know that, Jack? I what? did not know that. Yeah, cue that up. Give me some Ministry plus Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. I went to school with him. Uh, he, was in, he was hold in. He was extremely on. wicked, shockingly evil. Oh wait, what? That's you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was he a nice man? He, I mean, I didn't know him. He was in the same dorm. Okay, you can't. He was in the same okay, dorm. How did you not know him? Like to go to a school? School that's huge. It's a college, was, dude. He was in the same dorm as you, so that's pretty significant. I don't think I know my. I can't tell you not my dorm room, but like you know, dorm. I know. I didn't think he was under your bed. I can't <laughs> tell you the name of my college roommate, my freshman year. I can't. Really? I, I don't know his name. Like I'm not. We it exchanged. Was Haley, it was Haley Joel. <laughs> so around. when Jack's like, yeah, he was in this. Uh, sure. But it's Haley Joel Osment. He's not like he wasn't. He was not a regular. Well, you person did go to NYU. Is there any other famous people, relatively yeah, famous? The, the, the year I was in, we had the Olsen. Um, I don't Hell remember yeah. which Olsen, but this she is, dropped out very quickly. This is Hell significant. Yeah. And then before she was Gaga, it was Stephanie <gasps> Germanotta. And you did and, know her. Yeah, my friends were in her band then. Gaga. Google Gaga. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's about it. That's wow. all I've got, though. Wow. Did well, you see A Star Is Born? I still haven't. Is that one of those films that people yes. are like, you should see it? Yes. Everyone's like, you should see it. You know, you think you're not going to like it, but you should see it. And are I you going to watch it? No, I keep, every nice. flight I take, I'm still like, is this the time? And then I'm like, no. I'm never, ever going to watch it. I have zero interest. I'm, oh, with, it's I'm good. with you. I don't care if you do. <laughs> I just can't. Something... Why, wait, wait, wait. Why can't you? I can't. Why can't you? I, 
I don't know. There's something about the scene that everyone keep, like the nose thing that I'm just like, well, I don't know. Oh yeah, no yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with, gonna, I'm with you. I'm gonna watch the Judy Garland. Did you say nose thanks? Or nose thing where he like runs no, his understand. finger down her. You know, it's a it's a movie about a woman who thinks she's not pretty enough and a man convinces That's not her true. or something. That's not true at all. Okay, but she That's definitely. That's not what the film is she's about. She's been told that she's unattractive. Yes. Right? Okay, and then who convinces her that she is attractive? Herself. Are you sure? Yes, I've watched the film. It's, you haven't. Okay, it's not Bradley Cooper in any No, it's, way. trust me, it's not it's Bradley Cooper. It's just a Cooper. huge coincidence that he enters her life and she suddenly finds the will to believe. That's not what the movie's about. What is it it's about? It's not about the will to believe. What is it about? He's a singer. Yeah, and she's a... She, she's, he's like an alcoholic or something. He's like if Eddie Vedder went solo after it's No me. Code Pearl Jam. Like he's doing like Americana, like Tom Petty slash... Okay, R.I.P. Yeah, that's nostalgic. I remember that every once in a while. That's like makes me very sad. The Tom sad. Petty died? Yeah. Well, yeah. Same with Bill Paxton. Same with Philip Seymour How Hoffman. did Bill Paxton pass? In a, a twister. Fuck off. <laughs> wow. Play that ministry Haley Joel Osment I stuff. I can't find it. You suck. Why don't you call him? You guys went to school together. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect way to it end it. It was a stroke for Bill Paxton, by the way. Oh, that sucks. During a hurricane. Is there any way to prevent a stroke? No, that's what's scary about that. Or like an aneurysm. No, wait. Yeah, I think happens. about that all the time. Why? Well, no, actually, the his his it was a stroke precipitated, but it was complications after a heart valve and uh, heart valve surgery. There you go. So, so it was stress on the body. He had fever as a child, which caused heart damage early in life. So there you go. That yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Yes, it does. Those kind of wild things. People don't get vaccinated. It happens now. You know who doesn't Oof. get vaccinated? Who doesn't believe in that? Donnie Wahlberg's wife, and he might be coming to the oh, festival. God. I hope that doesn't happen. That's the, that's the real crime. I hope Jenny, Jenny McCarthy is one of the top five most evil people in the 21st century. Let's single her out. I just did. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, it's... Good one, Jen. What a horrible combo of people. I forgot about that dude. The dude that hosted the Chris show. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. He's bad, oh, too. Yeah, but don't worry about it, because everyone forgave him. Or yeah, what the hell's going on, everybody? They didn't believe her. It wasn't enough evidence. I don't, see, here's the thing, because she was talking about emotional abuse. So, sorry, there were no physical scars, which I, I, is honestly very frustrating. Now, please play the Red Hat Chili Peppers scar, scar tissue, tissue, which was released in 1999. The last year. Yeah, that I can do. Of Beverly Hills 90210's original the year run. that Napster came out. I want to thank Jen for being here. Go to BradyShineThings.com. Go to DeathBecomesUs.net. Go to... <laughs> you waiting for the drum fiddle? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this song is about heroin abuse. Every song of theirs is about That's heroin. That's why I said that. I want to thank Jack for wearing his Atlanta Hawks hat. I want to thank Anytime. the great state of California. Because without the great state of California, you don't get the great one-note solos of Jean for a chante and a man lusting after pre-teens and push-up bras Anthony Kiedis yikes now Jack please fade this out and we're going to close with our national anthem specifically the greatest national anthem of all time played by Flea at the Staples Center before the last game of Kobe Bryant ladies and gentlemen to honor the United States of America please rise remove your hats for the playing of our national anthem this evening by Lee.
Oh, my God. 